Well, hello and welcome to Braving the Night. This is Jake Atwood, the host of the show, and I want to say thank you to everyone that has tuned in to this evening's podcast. And if you're new to the show, we air every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on all major platforms, and we are in the middle of an experiment with Spotify and Anchor. And so if you have been following along with us, you know that we started out with the show trying to play music beyond instrumentals. And the vision of the show was to be able to have somewhat of a nighttime radio style talk show with a little bit of music thrown in there, right? And we finally came up with an option with Spotify and Anchor. And so this is going to be show number three where we are going to have music embedded in the podcast. And so we hope that your listening experience goes up a little bit or quite a bit. (laughs) But with that being said, thanks for joining the show tonight, friends. I am so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here with you, and I hope that uh, we have another great evening. I hope everyone's been uh, doing good this week. I hope that you all have had a great week, and if you haven't, I hope that your evening gets better after hearing what we have for you on this evening's show. You know, our hope is not that we give you all lollipops and gumdrops when you listen, but our hope is that You know, despite what you come in with, that you encounter the Holy Spirit, that you encounter courage, that you encounter a good word, and you are able to take something with you through the rest of the week. And so thanks for joining us, and we'll jump right into the show. And tonight, our episode is about God's love. And I am by no means an expert in that category. I am far from it. So I'm not even going to try to act like it. I am not even going to try to jump in here and act like I got the market cornered. You know that I uh, have some special angle on God's love. But what I can tell you is that I have experienced his love. And so how do we overcome the world, friends? We overcome the world by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And my testimony is full of God's love and I've got a few revelations and insights on it but I don't have any special corner of the market on you know how I'm going to share God's love but tonight I just felt like you know uh, I I, I just feel led to share God's love and I just really have this sense inside of me that I want to be able to walk away at the end of my life and be able to go into God's grace for into eternity, knowing that um, I loved well while I was on this earth. And if truth be told, friends, I didn't uh, have the best track record early on on showing love, on walking out love, or understanding love, um, despite all my best efforts. You know, I don't think that... Uh, I would be considered a man that was full of love. I might have had a lot of camaraderie with my friends. You know, I might have done some good things here and there. uh, But I was also, you know, quite selfish. And so my story is more on God's love in my life. And uh, if we look at the Bible, we'll find that uh, 
we do love because God first loved us. And that is so true. And so if there's any of you out there that have just been kind of beat up and torn up and you think to yourself, I will never be able to be a good friend or a good parent. I'm never going to be able to love well or be loved. It's just not true. It's just not true. And I've got a a whole slew, a whole bag full of stories that I can share with you about how God intervened in my life and has helped me to do a 180 and has helped me to really understand what it means to be loved so that I can in return love. And that can be true for any one of us. If we hop into the Bible here, we can go into the scriptures and we can look at John 14. And it says, John 14, 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Isn't that amazing? I think a lot of times when we try to define love, we're quick to go into our emotions and how it makes us feel. We draw on the highs or the lows of love, right? You Maybe you loved somebody and you went through a breakup. And so now you have this tainted idea of what love is. Or on the other hand, you might think that love is this great feeling that you constantly ride like a wave. And that it always feels good. And that whenever that feeling begins to go away, you jump on to the next wave. You catapult yourself out of the situation that's not easy anymore, that's not comfortable anymore. And you go on to the next situation that feels good, that makes you feel alive. And that's not love. We see God step in the equation and he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments in capital letters I see that word obedience for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son he loved us so much that he gave the greatest gift his son And when we look at the perspective of Jesus, the Son of God, we see that He obeyed His Father and laid His life down for us. He sacrificed His life for us because He loved His Father and He loved us. And we see that echo of His Father in His life. We see Jesus come to earth. He left this kingdom. He left this perfect kingdom where there was no sorrow. There was no lack. There was no pain. There was no death. And he came into earth, put on a suit of skin, lived a life of sweat and tears and joy and sorrow. 
and he poured himself out unto death to give himself as a ransom for many all out of obedience to his father he was in constant unity with his dad the father constantly loving his son and his son constantly loving his father through obedience I think of Jonah and the whale and this prophet he was called to Nineveh and he did not like those people they were a wretched people I think when you go back and read about Nineveh you'll find out that they were a callous people worshiping foreign gods and there's corruption and murder abuse there were they were warring against one another warring against God just were not a pleasing people and Jonah wanted nothing to do with them and God did God wanted to hook him up. He wanted to give him a chance. And he goes to his prophet and he says, Hey, I want you to go and I want you to send a message to these people of repentance. Because I want to save them and I want to save their city. So in God's great love in his patience and in his kindness and in his mercy in a time when you know, he could have been full of wrath. He decides he wants to spare these people. And Jonah is struggling with it and he's fighting with it. Aren't we so much like Jonah, though? You know, we struggle and we fight with God and fight against him. We want to follow him. We want to be with him when things are great. But when they're hard, we... We want to give him our excuses and tell him why you know, we should do things our way. We're in this relationship with God where he calls us to submit. That's another thing about love. There's submission involved. On a side note, i see if I can share this story right, but there was this little kid supposed to eat his vegetables. Parents kept saying, hey, you need to eat your vegetables. You know, if you don't eat your vegetables, you're not going to grow strong. And this kid said, no, I am not going to eat my vegetables. And they said, well, you're going to eat your vegetables. And this kid said, no, I am not going to eat my vegetables. And the kid stood up. And they said, you're going to sit down and eat your vegetables. And that kid said, no, I am not going to sit down. And finally, the, the, one of the parents slams their hand on the table and says that's it sit down and eat your vegetables and so the kid sits down the kid looks at his parents and says you know I might be eating my vegetables and I might be sitting down but I'm standing up on the inside 
Submission is a step deeper to obedience. You can obey without submitting. But submission is a heart posture. And we see Jonah going through all the motions and struggling to submit to God. And remember, the whole idea is about love. I think oftentimes that we don't obey God and we don't submit to Him because we just don't have a big enough vision of who He really is because we're blind to how much He loves us. And maybe there's times when we see more than others and it helps us to navigate you know to obey and to submit but then there's times where we just don't see it we're just like oh man god i don't want to do this but often we just don't have the vision that he has and we don't see what he sees and we don't we, we don't trust him so friends tonight we're gonna hop into our first song by an artist by the name of danny O'Callaghan. The song is titled Nineveh off the EP Son of My Father. Enjoy. All right, and welcome back to Braving the Night. That last song was Daniel Callaghan's Nineveh off the EP Son of My Father. And we were talking about obedience and love and submitting to god and we shared that song because in the lyrics it's it's so reminiscent obviously of what we were just talking about specifically with jonah going to nineveh but if you really listen to the to the lyrics of the song uh you know he says i will go to nineveh where you lead where you lead i'll go you know through the fears and the storms out in front of me i will dive in the deep my lord and, you know, he says, uh, I lost my way in your raging seas. Breaking waves crash over me to cling to hope seems but a dream as wilder seas rage within me. That's powerful. You know, Jonah's hopping into the situation of going to Nineveh and he gets cast out into the sea and as those waves are raging all around him, there's a rage of waves and abyss inside of him that he's battling. And that's so true in life. And that's what I'm trying to say tonight, friends, is that love, it's not always lollipops and gumdrops and I know to anyone that's lived you know quite some time on this earth you know this better than I but if there's anyone listening to the show and you're trying to figure this thing out about love you're trying to find love and you're trying to love You, me, and everyone else 
We need a model of that. And what better to find out more about this thing called love than to go straight to the source. You know, the Bible says God is love. God Himself, the essence of His being, cannot help but emanate to pour out love from the inside out. And like I was saying earlier in the show, I struggled with that. I didn't have good models of what love would look like in my life. You know, and we can take hold of our passions and mistake them for love. We can take hold of our desires and throw the title love and make a big mess behind us and create disasters around us. I think God knew that about the people in Nineveh. I can't say for certain, but despite the mess that they had made, He still loved them. And that's why in tonight's show, I'm not here to try to explain to you what love is and try to give you this complete and ultimate definition of it because, quite frankly, I'm still working on it myself. I'm rather here just to point to you what God has done in my life. find a few scriptures that I've learned from that maybe I could pass on to you. And if you're a listener here tonight and you're hurting, you're, you know, you're going through something that has just broken your heart, or maybe you've broken someone's heart. Maybe you're the one that's walking this tough road of creating pain around you and you want to change well, you can be confident that God loves you and you can be confident that he wants the best for you and my pastor even once told me that love is wanting the best for another person love is to want the best for another person You know, that statement that he made caused me to dive deeper into God's word. And the reason being was I had to ask the question, what is the best for another person? Because my definition of best, if I'm being honest, didn't line up with God's best. And that caused me to go on this journey to find out what is God's best. You know, in 1 John 2, 3, the scripture says, here's how we can be sure that we've truly come to know God. If we keep his commands. And if someone claims I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commands, he is a phony. And the truth finds no place in him. 
but the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's word. And as I just said, you know, my pastor, my friend, when he said that love is wanting the best for another person, it, it, it really challenged me because I had to ask that question, what is the best for another person? And do I even want the best for another person? And the deeper I dug in to finding out the answer to that, the more I found out that God was calling me to obey Him. He was calling me to pay more attention to my relationship with Him first in order that I might learn how to love those around me. And it, it felt backwards. If I'm being honest, it felt backwards and it felt uncomfortable. And it didn't quite make sense. But God kept calling me to obey Him. And He was teaching me something. He was teaching me that there is this intimacy that you can only experience through a deep relationship with Him where you're abiding in obedience. And as callous as that word sounds, obedience. And oftentimes we use it in disciplinary situations when we're trying to have authority over someone. As much as it sounds like that, the Lord revealed to me the beauty and the freedom and the life and the abundance in that secret place of relationship with Him through obedience. My affections began to grow. My heart began to expand. I began to have more capacity to care and to love and to understand and to sympathize. To have strength to fight for the right things instead of fighting against the things of God. And through this obedience to God, He was taking me from this broken lineage in my family of fighting against to a place where I could begin to fight for. And I want you to grab a hold of that. Many of you listening right now, you're fighting against. And what do I mean by that? I mean you're fighting against life. You're fighting against what God has for you. And maybe you don't mean to. Maybe it's you've picked up bad habits along the way. Maybe it's, it's that you've been taught. You've been hurt. You've been wounded. I was. But when you can abide in Jesus, and that word abide, it means to connect. It means to grab hold of. It's an intimate connection from the inside out. When you can abide in Jesus, He takes you from this place where you're fighting against to now you're fighting for. And why is that? It's because you're now in relationship with Him. You know, I have a very rough day when I begin to fight against my wife. There's times where we, you know, we get in arguments because we just disagree. And I think there's a healthy aspect of arguments when you can get things out because you ultimately want to find a resolution. 
but I can tell you there's a sweet joy that comes over me when I really understand why I'm fighting for my wife. When I realize that I'm fighting for my family. And we have covenant with God and He covenants with us. And He says that we are His and that He is ours and He fights for us. And He demands that we fight for Him. Now we don't have to do that. But it becomes a slippery slope. When the creation begins to fight against the Creator instead of fighting for. If someone claims I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commands, he is a phony and the truth finds no place in him. But the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's words. And so as I had that conversation with my pastor, fast forward years down the road, as I said, this capacity to love developed in me because the capacity to obey God developed within me. And it began to be much like a dance. You know, one foot in obedience, the other in love, and you begin to dance. And you begin this rhythmic walk of obedience and love with God. And you don't separate the two. You can't separate them. They, they go together. Chris Kalala from the album Split the Sky has a song titled One My Heart. And in the song, he says, Your love is a warrior fighting a war. He likens love to a warrior not fighting against God but fighting for God not fighting against you and I but fighting for you and I we fight against God and we are the ones that essentially bang our heads up against a brick wall and then turn and blame God and say why don't you love me God and I know it's more complex than that. And I know that, that there are deep wounds and pains that you might be dealing with trying to sort out this love and pain that you have felt from those near and dear to you. And when we look to the Creator, we often misplace what has happened to us from other people and project them onto our Father, on, onto the Creator. friends God's love is a warrior fighting a war 
And I'm here to tell you, there is a great multitude of God's army backing him up. And if you will join hands with him, you will find victory that you have longed for, that you have desired, and there will be a peace that comes with that victory. It goes beyond all understanding. And there is a cascade of God's love that will rush into your life if you allow Him. Where He will begin to wash away that pain. He will begin to wash away that sorrow. We'll hop into that song, Won My Heart by Chris Kalala now. Well, all right, all right, welcome back. That was Chris Kalala, Won My Heart off the album Split the Sky. I hope you enjoyed that song. I enjoyed it. And the video, the music video, that whole album Split the Sky uh, has a series of videos on it. And they kind of have this 80s vibe in, uh, I, don't, I don't know, not all the songs, but a majority of the songs kind of have this 80s retro vibe to it. And the videos have that uh, kind of arcade video game style to them so if you enjoyed that song you should uh you know go uh to youtube and check out the music videos to one my heart and a couple other ones and i think you'll find them to be pretty cool and the lyrics um are very thought-provoking i've really enjoyed that album myself and so yeah we were talking about um god's love being a soldier fighting a war and I think I mistaked his lyrics. I said that uh, in the song he had said, your love is a warrior fighting a war. The correct statement should be, your love is a soldier fighting a war. But nonetheless, soldier warrior, God's love is a soldier fighting a war for you and I. A war that has been battling since the fall of man, a war that we were born into, a war that we can only win through Jesus. Took me a while to figure that out, but praise God in His grace, like I said, in His great love, very much like for the people of Nineveh, he was compassionate enough to send um, multiple people into my life and teach me what it means to love. And I am still far from getting this thing right. Man, do I mess up. And if you ask my wife, she'll let you know. Sometimes I could be a knucklehead. But, you know, the thing about, you know, let me share this with you. When you are growing in relationship with Jesus that space between your behavior of sin and I'm not talking here by the way of just behavior modification this isn't just a behavior modification this is a heart transformation but in this process of heart transformation and sanctification and you know beginning to grow in the ways of God he takes you from this, um, he takes you and he begins to transform your heart, which in turn begins to change 
uh, how you behave and you know what you once considered something that you enjoyed that was sinful your heart is transformed and you no longer look at that as fun you know uh, it could be a multitude of things but um, what I'm trying to say is you know young Christians and men and women who begin to walk with God as they are developing a life of holiness and separating themselves from the things that they once did that were sinful in their life, you should begin to get further and further away from those things. And you might still fall down occasionally, you know, and make mistakes. You know, for example, maybe it's a person that enjoys you know, going to parties and, you know, and uh, doing drugs. And at one point in their life, they were doing it every night of the week. And then God gets a hold of them. And for some people, it's an immediate change. Boom, they're done and they're done and over with. For other people, it's a process of getting out of that life because they're ensnared. And so you should begin to see this distance between you and that sin over time where you go from going to that party every single night of the week to you're you're no longer hungry for it you don't desire it it's not a process that you enjoy it's not something you want to be a part of to now maybe you're going once a week and then God's going even deeper into your heart and transforming your heart and again it it goes from you just don't desire it to it becomes a disgusting taste in your mouth to even be around that type of stuff and now it's just you know once uh, every other month to where all of a sudden you are just no longer even going to these parties and doing drugs and it has you don't want anything to do with it and we see that god's love and his patience for us begins to work out this sanctification process where we begin to obey him and follow him and it changes how we live it changes our heart from the inside out that in return changes our habits in how we live and uh you know i i remember talking with my pastor and i told him i said man uh i really struggle with the term fun and he's like what do you mean jake and i was like yeah i was like i know that sounds so crazy but like everything that i considered fun was really not good for me and i was like i uh i don't want to walk with god if it means that you know i have to be this boring individual and he was like jake uh let's redefine fun and show you and 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 he said let me show you you know that you can have a life in jesus that goes beyond any fun you've ever had it's deeper it's richer and um you know uh god places the desires in our hearts you know there's a a scripture that says delight yourself in the lord and he'll place the desires in your heart he'll give you the desires of your heart and uh god rearranged my heart and gave me desires that uh I never thought I would, I would uh, want, you know, desires that were about life and life more abundantly, desires that uh, he wants to place in your heart that 
you can only experience through obeying him. And so I began to learn that there was this whole world of fun and excitement in the kingdom that uh, apart from Jesus, I would have never known about. Um, And he'll do the same for you if you'll allow him to. Well, friends, I want to share one more song this evening. It's by Delirious. The song is titled Majesty. And Delirious, uh, the band is no longer together, but it was one of the first bands that I uh, listened to as a a young Christian. Uh, We're talking, gosh, 18 years ago now. Um, When I just began walking with God, there was a handful of uh, albums that I went out and bought I was I loved music and I was so so hungry for some new music. I went out and bought this crazy album uh, called King of Fools by Delirious and um, I fell in love with that band after that. So this song is titled Majesty and the uh, band name is Delirious. And let's just end the show with a song of worship to God, a song praising God. A song that just thanks God for His goodness. Enjoy. Well, alright, welcome back to Braving the Night. That was Delirious' song, Majesty. And uh, in that song, the lyrics said, Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty-handed but alive in your hands. We're singing majesty, majesty. Forever I am changed by your love and the presence of your majesty. You know, Jesus is the King of Kings. And we are walking a new life in his kingdom when we come to follow him. And uh, that word majesty just sums up um, so much of who God is and, and how we should adore him. And so I want to thank you so much for listening to Braving the Night. Again, if this is your first time listening, you can listen to us every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, there are two ways to listen to this podcast. One, you can uh, follow us on all major platforms. Uh, You can listen to this podcast. However, i got to throw this in there. You will not be able to hear the songs that we share tonight if you are listening to this podcast and you're going wait a minute every time he mentions a song i don't hear it go to spotify and log in and set yourself up with a subscription and you will be able to hear all of the songs that we have mentioned this evening in their entirety if you just open up a spotify account for free you can hear the uh, 30 second abbreviated versions of the songs and you can always listen to them, um, you know, on your own time. But the way that Anchor and Spotify has set it up for our listeners is that we are able to tap into their library of music, provided that you have a Spotify account or a subscription, I should say. Um, so I want to thank you all for listening to the show. I want to say 
I appreciate you so much. Uh, we are experimenting with this new way of adding music into our podcast. It seems to be working so far. And again, I want to apologize with the editing if it is a little bit cumbersome and if we've got some mistakes in there. We are working on our editing. And uh, each episode, I'm hoping to get better and better at it to give you a better listening experience. And I want to say thank you. Have a wonderful evening. And as always, friends, till next time.